We continue this week of Locked On Coyotes with more player reviews as we go through the key players for the Arizona Coyotes. And on today's episode, we are discussing Lawson Krause and how good he was for the Coyotes, what kind of role he took, and what kind of future he has with Arizona. All on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Robin Leonio. That is Carl Pavlik right beside me. On this episode of Locked On Coyotes, we got uh, we got a good episode for you. We are talking Lawson Kraus, giving a review. Before we get into that, though, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, which means we will never, ever have a paywall. All right, let's get into it, Carl. We are talking Lawson Krause today, another key player for the Arizona Coyotes in this rebuild. Um, and uh, like he had, I guess we can go off right at the gate. He had his best season as a Coyote. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. As an NHLer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, definitely a great year for Krause. Uh, had a career high. 20 goals, uh, not quite a career high, but second uh, best season with 14 assists, 34 points. That's a career high, all in 65 games. Um, season was unfortunately cut short with a uh, hand injury, so he could have just kept on building off that. I do think that you know maybe could have gotten another five goals, Definitely could have set that uh, high in assists. Yeah, you know, definitely could have um, could have seen that as well. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have known because um, again, we're ask that's asking what if questions, which it's very hard to gauge. Uh, I mean, yeah, but with the assist count with the assist count. I mean, he tied his best. Uh, oh yeah. Sorry, I was looking at uh, seventeen. Um, that was with the Roadrunners, so I do apologize for that. Uh, he tied his best, so yeah, he he should have gotten like one more assist if he had done that. So that should have been a pretty you know new high for him. Uh, just unfortunate that you know, like we talked about with Keller, so many Coyotes players like missing out on career years of the first year of a rebuild, which is you know kind of good to see. Yeah, you know, it is good to see. And I think, um, you know, he's one of the guys that answered the call of, you know, getting, you know, of trying to improve and trying to, you know, build off this rebuild. I mean, that's kind of the point, right? Um, I think mm-hmm. he also used his physicality in a way. I mean, like he used his size to his advantage. Let's put that. Um, I was definitely before we recorded, I looked, you know, I was like, we're talking Lawson Krause today. Right. And then I looked, brought up his profile page and I looked six, four, two, two hundred fifteen 215 pounds. I'm like, Oh, he's big. Yeah. And, and he hasn't always played that way. Uh, and he definitely did. Uh, I think the team was definitely a more physical team and he showed that physicality, but he also, 
you know, scored goals. He's what you want in a power forward. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. I think that's, um, and I think we're going to keep going back to it. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, a change in coaching. Uh, I think that really helped him, you know, try to use that to his advantage, use his size to his advantage. Um, and like you said, a true power forward. Um, I was impressed with, you know, how he was able to be a presence on the ice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, we should point out he played a much bigger role in the penalty kill uh, this season. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he finished top of the team in forwards and penalty minutes, uh, fourth overall behind three uh, defensemen. Uh, next highest was Louis Erickson. Uh, Kraus played 113 minutes, 26 seconds. Erickson, 94 minutes and four seconds. So that's a pretty big drop to the next highest forward. He just so much time up uh, being Dynamite and still somehow managed to get 20 goals. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. And that, I mean, like, and again, I, we, I guess we'll have to point back to like, I think that size helped him out a lot. I yeah. Mean, um, I mean, you're not going to put your, you know, a five foot nine you know, you know, hundred nothing pound, uh, you know, a kid on the penalty kill, unless he's like super fast and can use a stick, but yeah. Or, you know, he's Clayton Keller who did play some, you know, pretty big penalty kill minutes. It's true. But, uh, I mean, Kraus definitely like he had a role in the system. He played that role well. And I think a lot of guys are going to go in and they're going to see and they're like, all right, this is what we do. We come into the Coyotes, we play the system, we get some good numbers, and you know, maybe we get another contract someplace else. If you're rookies, you just keep developing and growing. But like, I think Kraus is a poster boy for you know, kind of what Bears, you know, Coyotes team is. Yeah, you know, I think um, that kind of fits in i mean like not just bear but also bill armstrong bill armstrong has been getting these bigger players right obviously yes, Krause has yes. been, on the, been on the team already but like you know like you're seeing a pattern here of that's the kind of player that, that bill armstrong likes yeah and, and i mean the team still has its clayton kellers uh we're doing a lot of draft talk uh and i think that you know cooley is someone that could very well be drafted by the coyotes uh, we will be talking about that more later, of course, but it's not all big guys. So there is a nice mm-hmm. mix of like skill, but I do think that like uh, Bill Armstrong wants to make sure that the team is physical, that they do not have unprotected skilled players. Uh, and whether or not you think that is a concern with the Coyotes in the Tocket years, uh, I- I'm still not 100% sold on the concept that they needed it. But it seems to be working, and everyone seems to be playing more comfortable. Uh, and that's you know players like Keller and players like Kraus. See, I think there's a difference though in the case with the Coyotes now versus the Tocket era. I think now we're it's a lot more power forward, and then it was just like grinder. You know, like these guys are just yeah. went to go hit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is definitely a different um, a different kind of team. But this is also a very like kind of ramshackle team put together by just pieces that can be gotten uh you know when they the coyotes acquired 
Rousseau, Erickson, and Beagle. I don't know how much of that was part of the grand scheme of what Bill Armstrong wanted the Coyotes to be, and part of it was that's just the cost of doing business. Yeah, I mean that very well could be uh, could be the case too. But I think all in all, I I liked I got like I said I I, I did like what I saw from from Moss and Kraus this year, and I think he used his physicality in the right ways. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, you know, especially with physicality, we're seeing it all in the, the playoffs now where sometimes that crosses the line into dirty. I, I don't think Cross did anything particularly dirty this year. Uh, was he suspended at all? Uh, I don't think so. Might be. I think there was a game. I think he might have been suspended the game, if not mistaken. Uh, maybe. Uh, not that I'm seeing coming up in the news stories. Uh, so yeah. So I, I I wouldn't say that there was anything you know wrong with Cross's game. Just has to keep doing what he was doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess when. Um, you know, there's more, I mean, we still have to get a lot more to, uh, with, with Krause, you know, I think, uh, we talked about his highlights, but, you know, we also, you know, as a, as any other, you know, season review as what we've been doing so far, we also got to get to some of the things he needs to improve on. And we're going to get to that in just a moment, but first a quick word from Carl. So I want you to imagine you dipping your finger into a plastic tub full of birthday cake frosting. Now open your eyes and realize that it was only 150 calories and it had 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to have a Built Bar puff. Uh, the birthday cake puffs are really good. They are a very nice treat for the summer. So if you want to have something that tastes good and is good for you, try one of the, the birthday puffs. And like all of the other Built stuff, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. So you get your nice little taste of chocolate, which, you know, we all kind of need right now. Everyone wants chocolate. The playoffs are happening. It's very intense. Sometimes chocolate just helps you calm down a bit. Uh, all Bill Bar Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're only 150 calories. They have 16 grams of protein and only 9 grams of sugar. What I want you to do, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's continue this episode of Lockdown Coyotes with Robin Leano and Carl Pavlik. Once again, we want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen every day. For your next listen, be sure to check out the Locked On Now podcast. They got nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It is free and available wherever you get your shows. But we're back to Lawson Krause. We got to talk things we wanted to see more of. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, like with, play with, with most players that have been like, you know, crucial, like I think we're going to, especially the player that's been around, I think, you know, leadership is going to be, is going to be one. Yeah. But what else do you got? Uh, I, I do think that this season kind of felt like the end of talk of playing Kraus with Clayton Keller. Uh, mm -hmm. Like 
honestly, it, it feels like Lawson Krauss kind of established himself as a role. Like he's going to be, a, you know, hopefully going to keep doing the 20 goals, but I don't think he is a top line player. Um, I, I, I would like to see, you know, just him continue to improve and kind of see what he can do. Uh, I would, you know, I, I just kind of think that we may have seen kind of the ceiling as, you know, definitely a playmaker. Yeah, I think he's um, definitely um, fits in well as a uh, what what I like to call like a a floater middle six forward. Like yeah, he can, like he can like like obviously he is definitely capable of being a second line winger. But yeah, but you put but like in case you know people down in third line need some veteran presence, you set him down there and he'll and then he fits there perfectly as well. Yeah, it, it did. Uh, if I recall, he spent a fair amount of time with Phil Kessel, and mm-hmm. I do kind of wonder if, you know, not playing with Kessel next year, if he's going to be able to replicate his offense, right. uh, just because, like, you know, Kessel he wasn't making goals, uh, but he was getting the puck where it needed to go, uh, and usually that was like off Krause's stick into the back of the net, uh, and you know, if you don't have someone like that. Uh, is he going to still have the same offense? I like the instinct of, you know, going to the front of the net and like looking to get that deflection, but I'm just not sure that the Coyotes are going to have someone who could readily do that the same. Yeah. You um, I think he definitely needs a perfect setup setup, man. Cause I think um, I, I was thinking back to last year when it came to Lawson Krause's problems with shooting. And a lot of them were like, he like he held on to it for a few for several seconds and like tried to find his own spot. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that kind of got to his head a little bit because again, you know, he thought of taking it himself, which um, obviously he seems like the guy that definitely needs helpers. And I mean, and you had a guy like Phil Kessel that was huge. So yeah, I think yeah, he definitely is going to you know need to work on that too. Yeah, uh, should point out. Uh, I'm just looking at stats right now. He did tie his career high in shots on goal, 131. Previously, though, that was over 81 games. Uh, he only played 65 this season, so definitely an improvement. Last season, uh, this goes to what you were talking about. Only 70 shots on goal uh, in 51 I, games. I mean, a lot of that was a confidence problem because, yeah, he, because like he had, like he had so many chances that, you know, to, in the, the first half of the season where like he would shoot and he would just freaking hit the post and go out. And like, and I think that's what ended up, you know, lowering his shot count later on. Cause he's like, Oh, well it's not going in. So. Yeah. And, and he definitely rebounded really nicely. Like I, I, I do think that like, you know, after a very bad season, he was a player with something to prove. Uh, and, you know, like, I, I think he's got, we've, we have a, a better idea of what his ceiling is going to be. Um, but, you know, there's still areas for him to continue to improve. Uh, I, I just, you know, think it may be, we, we may see maybe a little bit of a decline next season just with different line mates or, you know, hopefully his game just improves and he's able to compensate for that and continue to evolve. Uh, he's still young, so anything could happen. He's still young. He's um, going to be turning 25 this summer. So yeah, 
Like not even in his prime. Uh just mm-hmm. what a great initial find from was was this a a Don Maloney trade? Oh god. Um I'm trying to remember what that what that one was. Uh, it was also Boland. So no, I'm thinking that's a Chica. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yep. Um, Chica. But th- this something that reminded me about like you just reminded me of like, you know, his early years and that kind of acquisitions. Um, just think back to how it was when he was acqui- when he was acquired and um, later on assigned down to Tucson. Yeah. Um, remember that first line? I'm not sure if you like if you remember that first line. That first line of that year was Lawson, Kraus, Dylan Strom, and Nick Merkley, all first round picks. Of, yeah. <laughs> like you're just like, what? That was. Uh, amazing AHL line. Uh, and wow, yeah, that Lawson Krause has had one of the more interesting careers, uh, with the Coyotes because this was he was acquired in 2016. He has been with the team for a while, despite mm-hmm. only being 24, about to turn 25. Um, and you know, I, I feel like he is a big part of it. I think we know like kind of what his role is going to be moving forward, but you know, he is still going to be a big part of this Coyotes team. Oh yeah. No, he, like, I, I, I really think so. And we're going to get to that in a little bit and talk about his role, but um, is, yeah, but I, I think uh, should he continue to improve um, in all aspects and that includes leadership that he will be a major part of the Coyotes. And we're going to talk about that as well as get his to his grade in just a little bit. But first, I want to tell you guys about our partners at Bet Online because they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League score, Baseball scores, fights, next season's NFL futures, and of course, don't forget the Stanley Cup playoffs as the second round begins this week. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Thanks again, everyone, for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. Also, be sure to uh, Check out the Locked On NHL podcast from first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kids. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcasts. But let's go finish off our conversation, Carl, on Lawson Krause. It's time mm-hmm. to assign a grade uh, to this forward um i'm gonna have to think about this one i did like his rebound i think he you know after last year and his bad string of luck um i personally don't think he was good enough to to get in 
to earn an A on my standards. Sure, I'm giving sure. It a B plus. Okay, B plus. Um, very very similar thought process on my end. Uh, I love the rebound. I think that he had a great season, uh, but like you, I, I would have wanted just a little bit more. Uh, so I'm going to give him a B, um, but a high B. Uh, so yeah, let's let's keep it a B. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're roughly in the same in, in the same range here. Gutton, we love we love the guy, and I think he um, he definitely again he had his best year, but. As we said in previous, he's not even his prime yet. So, like, we're hoping down the road we can get the student A later. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I will also say this. Um, and this is something that I, I caught myself doing on the podcast. Um, Lawson Krauss and Clayton Keller were injured at around the same time. And Clayton Keller's loss just really overshadowed the loss of Lawson Krauss. Um, and I feel like if that had happened like way earlier, like if we had gone like a month without just Kraus, like we would have felt like what his loss was like mm-hmm. a lot more like as an individual player, because I do think he was an important piece of the coyotes. Uh, but just like with Clayton Keller, it just kind of overshadowed it. And it's like, Oh, what is, what is wrong with the team? Is it, Kraus? Is it Keller? Is it both? Is it just the world right now? I mean, what? again, you take. I mean, just take a look at the grades we assigned to these to, to the two players. They kind of give us an idea about that, right? We gave a B to yeah. B plus to Lawson Kraus and an A plus unanimously, all three of us, including our guest Cam. Uh, and we're like, yeah. I mean, Keller was the MVP, and we was obvious when we lost him, and. Yeah, you're right. We forgot of the fact that Kraus was gone at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it it was one of those things where I just remember like catching myself and be like, "Oh yeah, there's also no loss in Kraus, so that should explain a lot." And he did leave a very big hole. Like the Coyotes had a 20 goal scorer again. Uh, it's it's kind of a rare thing for this. The team. Coyotes had three 20 yeah. goal scorers. <laughs> yeah. We were able to just kind of f- forget one uh, and not forget it. I-, I felt like we gave Kraus a lot of his due during the year. Just, mm-hmm. just towards his the end, end we kind yeah. of forgot because the other guy got, got injured. <laughs> yeah. The other guy is because is one of the, th- one of the three got injured and overshadowed with his injury. And then the, another one of the three, Finish strong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was definitely like one of those things where like it just kind of all got, you know, caught in the shuffle. But I, like we've said, Kraus is going to be a, a big, big piece of this team. Uh, the Coyotes currently need to re-sign him. He is a restricted free agent. Yep. We're pending RFA with arbitration rights. Oh, I hope it doesn't go to that. Uh, he has he is coming off a three year, four point six million dollar deal. Uh, that some get one point five three three, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he is definitely due for a raise. What do you kind of think for the contract? I do think he's due for a raise, although I think um, with the amount. 
um, with his like stats and everything like that. And like I think this, even though this was his best year, I kind of don't want to give him term yet because I want like because you want like I think he needs to get a show me deal. Yeah, um, I would agree with that because I think in a case of a rebuild, you need to make sure that you know this 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 season wasn't just because you know he was one of the best players on the ice because there weren't very many good players on the ice or yeah. the fact, or maybe he's just improving his game. Um, yeah. It's tough to be in this position. I do think um, I'm trying to think uh, how it would work because as an RFA, he can receive a qualifying offer. The question is how much would a qualifying offer, how much of a raise is a qualifying offer to 1.533 per year. Ah, uh, what is it like? Uh, I don't know. It's like some percentage of that. Like it, it, it would definitely be like lower than what he is actually going to get. I will say that. Um, I, I, I completely agree with you. It's a rebuild. You do not want to financially commit yourself to a player in a rebuild. Um, that's just kind of, you know, the way the situation is, especially a player like, um, you know, he he had his best year. He had his first 20-goal year. Like I said, he was also on a line a fair amount with Phil Kessel. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely think he's worth a raise. Um I can't see when so a qualifying he is- offer would give him uh, a base salary of one point seven five million a year, which I think is would be too low. Yeah. Um, I think two five two seven five a year. Two seven five a year. Yeah. Two. Yeah. How many years? I'll give him two years at two years at that. I do. I do three. I do two. You give years him a third year. You give him a third yeah. year. No, oh, no. I would give him two years at three million dollars. Oh, two years at three million. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, twenty goal year. Like I will reward a twenty goal year. Um, I want more, but he did well. He seems like it's a very important part of this team. You absolutely do not want this to go to arbitration. No, nope. uh, I think Craig Morgan has tweeted that Lawson Kraus is one of the few players that will not be traded, uh, just because like he fits the mold of the team. Mm-hmm. Like, and you should reward that guy. You should give him a contract that will make him happy. And make him like show like yeah they have faith in me, but I'm gonna make them like see that I am worth so much more than this. I think some of that money will also be performance bonus based. Sure, yeah, throw, definitely throw some performance bonuses in there. That's fine. Like it's uh, like hey, if you reach twenty goals again, we'll throw some we'll we'll throw in some extra money. Yeah, um, I I see like. No harm in doing like a bunch of performance bonus stuff. Like, 
Why not? Uh, like a the guy Coyotes like can afford it, right? Because they will not go over the salary cap. Yeah. Like if you if you gave Lawson Cross a deal and you're like, hey, finish top five and goal scored, and we'll give you an extra million. Like, freaking done if you're Lawson Kraus. Uh, heck, even do like top three. Like, mm-hmm. have him chase Clayton Keller for goals. That would be good for oh, everyone. That would be fantastic. I would love it. You have yeah. a skilled player and a physical player trying to bat- battle for most goals. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, the, the monetary reward can definitely, like, do stuff do good things. Uh, the only times it's like very unfortunate is when you see like, uh, I think Jack Eichel had one year where he was like 0.01% off uh, from getting money because he had to be in like the top 50. Uh, I don't remember the specifics, but it was something super pedantic like that. And you're just like, Oh, that's always unfortunate. But I mean, it's the contract you signed. Absolutely. But um, but yeah, I think it'll be, like I said, so I think two, yeah. So like give, like, yeah, give him two years at that. And then like, we'll, and then from, from that point on, you know, you will be able to see what more he can, what he can provide to the team. You know, I think, and again, as we said, at his age, a show me deal is what works best because once he, because I think by the end of that, he will have reached his prime and we'll know what, what he's really capable of. Yeah. Although kind of like the downside of those show me deals is since he will have reached his prime, like he'll be kind of like on the way down at the end of the deal. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of, I mean, again, and although, there's, there's, there's a lot of factors you have to go. And luckily we're not Bill Armstrong. So like, we're not making these calls, but it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, or like if at the end of the two year deal, he gets term, uh, I, I'm not sure if it will be for a lot of money unless his game like continues to evolve in spectacular ways, mm-hmm. in which case I'm kind of fine with it. There's no way he's going to make um, like Clayton Keller money. No. <laughs> um, it's just not going to happen because they're two completely different kinds of players. But Yeah. Like I said, unless he dramatically like evolves his game, uh, but uh, I, I think... I think- like Nick Schmaltz contract, it would be at the higher, like the highest end of what I think Klaus would be capable of making. Sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I mean, but that's not, that's not saying it's bad because, you know, making just under 6 million a year is still really good. <laughs> yeah. That's still a lot of money. Like, uh, I, I think Kraus has found like a good spot for himself. He's going to make a lot of money moving forward. Uh, and I, I think he just has all of the right pieces to have a very long, successful game in hockey or Korean hockey, knock on wood. And especially with the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for right now, he seems like he is in the perfect opportunity to move forward to success. Yeah. Just don't I, go to arbitration. Yeah. Um, I, and I, and I think to, to uh, finish things off on this, I see him as a part of this rebuild and a part of the Coyotes franchise moving forward as we kind of, as we've been showing from based off our contract talk. However, I do not think he is a cornerstone, like key piece to this team. Like he is a P he is a piece and will be used, but not a cornerstone. Sure. Um, I, I think he is 
he is definitely. I think he is definitely a very important piece for the Coyotes. Uh, in my opinion, I am not sure how important he is just yet. Uh, That's fair. I think. He, I think he still has a lot to prove. He proved a lot this year. Next year, he still has a lot to prove, and I, I'm very excited to see what he can do. I mean, I, I guess that's another thing that we're talking about. Thing, every player having something to prove. There we go. Kraus being another player. Yep. <laughs> and he has to do it again. Oh, God. Yep, uh, absolutely. Anyways, though, we're out of time of this episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe. If you have yet to already, we're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Lionel. You can see it spelled right below me if you're watching on YouTube. It is R-O-B-Y-N underscore L-E-A-N-O. Call Pavlock is call Pavlock F-F-H. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we can answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Titans podcast. As a reminder, everyone, we got more player reviews and more season review talk coming up next in coming up later this week and in the weeks to come. We're also going to start getting into draft profiles to get ready for the 2022 NHL entry draft in Montreal. So we're going to get to that also later this week and the rest of this offseason. But once again, that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!